Hello, my friends. Well, you can tell by listening to the barking dogs and hopefully the birds that I'm outside doing my podcast today. I'm not quite sure where we left off before, but um, as I take my morning walk, I'm just kind of looking around and seeing all the beauty and uh, just in wonderment of God's grace and love that's evident in nature. Here comes a truck. Brace yourselves. That wasn't too bad. Anyway, what the thought that came to my mind is that there is a lot of smoke from area fires uh, in the air this morning. It just kind of drifts in our direction sometimes. Bless God, we've been spared this year. Uh, but we still have to inhale the smoke from the fires of others. And boy, that'll preach, right? <laughs> but we have a choice. We can focus on the beauty and the mystery, or we can focus on what we think stinks. So in chapter one, we, we talked about <clears throat> focusing on our faith and what we really believe in. And then uh, we talked about going in deeper. And going in deeper is all about getting closer to God. And how do we do that? We just, uh, we ask. And we set aside time in a quiet place. And that's not always easy. For me, it's, I try to wake up at about five, although lately I've been a little sleep deprived. Had eye surgery and because of family illness and stuff like that. It hasn't been easy for me to sleep well. But setting that aside, if we want to get closer to the Lord, we just, we need to ask. And I was uh, listening to someone the other day. I'm trying to remember who it was. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, It seems to me it was a man, and he was saying... Um, I could be wrong. I, I don't remember really, to be quite honest with you. I listen to a lot of different things, but but this one in particular was saying, uh, if you if you are asking for or if you're wanting a an encounter with Holy Spirit, um, just ask. And somebody said to this person, "Well, I have been asking," and he or she said, keep asking. Every time it crosses your mind, just ask. Just say, Lord, I want an encounter with your Holy Spirit. God knows what you need, and he knows uh, when you need it, and he knows how you need to receive it, of course. Um, but he wants to hear what you want. He, he, he wants to hear about the desires of your heart. Yes, he already knows what they are, but he wants to hear it. He loves it when you just sit and talk to him, just like I'm talking to you right now. And you may not get an audible response, but you will get a response. You have to have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that's open to it. Um, For instance, just looking around at the beauty and the mountains and the trees where I live and and the clean air, except for the smoke (laughs) on days like this just the beauty of living in Northern California, that's an answer. That's God saying, look, I love you. All your life you've wanted to live in the mountains. 
so badly that it made you cry when you had to go back to the city. Well, here I am, living in the mountains. And God may not answer you the way you want it, in the time frame that you want it. And I've found that that's most of the time. (laughs) And it may not look or sound or feel the way you think it should. But he always does what's best for us, doesn't he? So climbing into his lap, um, my my vision, my my go-to place when I really need to just snuggle up with God. That might sound strange to some of you, but I never really had a father. I had a, uh, well, I had a biological father. And those of you who've read the book know the story. Um, and then I had a stepfather, and I wasn't able to have a healthy relationship with either one of them. But one time in church, <laughs> had a little bit of a an uncertainty. My doctor think thought I might have cancer, uh, cervical or uterine cancer, and I wasn't scared. But a gentleman in church elderly gentleman in church said to me come and tell me what's going on and so because he was sitting down in his chair I just knelt down on the on the ground next to him and I told him and he put his arm around me and for the first time in my life I realized oh that's what that's supposed to feel like when a father embraces you Oh my goodness, it changed my life. And see, that is what I long for. I long for that touch. Sorry, there's noise in the background. Somebody's starting up another truck, which clearly needs work. (laughs) But once I felt that embrace, I realized that is what I'm asking from God. And of course, I'm asking with my worldly uh, senses, But what God gives us is so much more. So when I really want an embrace from the Father, I envision this little cabin way deep in the woods, very, very small one-room cabin with this beautiful, beautiful uh, stone fireplace, massive stone fireplace, way too big for the cabin, but (laughs) but it's beautiful. And this humongous overstuffed wingback chair. And a little table next to it. And I have a book and I have a cup of either hot chocolate or tea. Not sure. Depends on the mood I'm in. (laughs) And there's a little window directly across from the chair. And it's got four panes in it. And in springtime you can raise it up in winter. Which usually it's winter if I'm asking the the father for a hug Um, and it's snowing outside and there's a little table underneath that window and there's a candle on the table and I don't know what else I know there's something else on it but I can't remember and this little table has a drawer in it very simple with a little uh, embroidered or not embroidered uh, crocheted table scarf that goes over it and on the floor of course there's an area rug 
an old comfortable area rug. And in the chair is a pillow and across the back of it is draped a fleece warm cuddly blanket. And so when I asked the father to meet me in our secret place, I I envisioned myself climbing up into that chair. And it's almost as if the chair turns into the father. I climb up into his lap and I rest my head back onto his chest. And I just sit there and he wraps his arms around me and I can hear his heartbeat. I can just hear his heartbeat. And although I don't really say anything, he knows the desires of my heart. And instead of addressing each one of them, what he does is address them with one statement. And he says, little one, you know I love you. And don't you know that's all I need to hear? Because in that phrase, in that statement, he has addressed every single one of my wants and all of my needs and desires. So that's my secret place. And when you, when you desire intimacy or closeness with the Father, some of us aren't comfortable with the word intimacy. I had a problem with it until I got healed. But, but when you desire a closer relationship, you desire to go deeper, you want to be closer to God. I encourage you not to, well, you know, if you want to use my vision, you can, but develop one of your own. Just think about, wow, where am I most comfortable? What do I most want? What do I most desire to do? What brings me the most peace? And I encourage you just to surrender that to God and ask Him to meet you there. And that's our section on going deeper. The next section is finding a mentor. And finding a mentor, a mentor, first of all, is is somebody that you trust, someone who uh, has been on their faith walk for a while, who is journeying and continuing to learn, but someone you trust to tell the truth to you and to correct you gently, hopefully has a sense of humor, (laughs) somebody who uh, you really respect and honor. You have to ask them. You have to tell them the journey you're on, show them the book you're reading, and say, I need a mentor. Could you please walk with me on this journey? It's so important, folks, because I have to tell you, none of us is meant to do this walk alone. This faith journey, we are meant to be in fellowship. We are meant to have brothers and sisters. We need each other. It even goes so far as to say um, that we belong to each other in the Gospels. I'm not, I can't remember where it is, but Jesus tells us that we belong to each other. So I just want to encourage you, write a list. Has it, there's a space for you to do that in the book. Write down a list of, and, and use pencil, 
this is a voice of experience here, um, use pencil unless you want to have to cross out some things uh, and just write down your, your, your gut, your, just your gut feeling and just write down names. You don't have to be close to them. As a matter of fact, they should not be a friend um, in most cases. A person cannot be a friend and a mentor at the same time. I had to learn that one the hard way. Uh, because of the admonishment and the correction and so forth, it's if you get emotionally involved with the person you're mentoring on a friendship level, it makes it very, very hard to be objective. So you want somebody who can be objective. So think about it. It has to be someone who is in the faith, in in the family, you know, a, a body of Christ, a member of the body of Christ. But write down your ideas of who might be a good mentor for you. And don't assume they don't have enough time, first of all. Have coffee with them or sit down and have a cup of tea together or, uh, you know, go out for a burger or whatever. Spend some time together telling them what it is that you need. Show them the book. If they want to get a copy, they're, they're able to do that on Amazon. You know that. But it's not about, it's not about selling the books. It's about <clears throat> sharing this message from God with as many people as possible within the body. So I think that's it for the day. Um, God bless you. I'm praying for every single one of you. May the Lord bless you and inspire you and motivate you and activate you and give you energy and wisdom and peace as you walk on this journey continue on the journey from being the apple to being the bride. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening.